0: From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar.
1: As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a small or two and make yourself very uncomfortable. Hey Phil. I'd love to know which superpower you'd like to bring to the table for this particular episode.
0: Yeah, I think for me, when I thought about superpowers, it was going to be one of three. And it was either going to be creativity. I love, I love creativity. I love the act of creation, imagination. It was curiosity. So like I am an intensely curious person. Like I just love what curiosity brings. But I think the thing that for me encapsulates all of this together is learning. So for me, learning has been a passion for for many years. I don't know if you remember when we went on our Seabull training back in the day and like I loved it because I was learning something new. And for me, learning was do it, just start building. Let's just see what happens. Let's just learn it as quickly as possible. And I've taken that same spirit through everything i've done ever since like i just throw myself into something i'll try and learn it as quickly as possible and um see what happens can
1: i share a story on that phil of when you and i came off our siebel crm training we came back to the office as young graduates and we were told they had employed a bunch of consultants to build this system and they'd been doing for about a year and they had nothing to show for it And I think they spent about a million pounds on it. And we were then tasked to deliver a prototype, a working prototype in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was just scared stiff. I, I had no idea where to start. But I remember, I was so glad you were with me because it was like, you were just, yeah, let's do it. We can do this, and oh my god, like we we managed to crack it, and we managed to build this thing, which kind of became the basis for the first ever voice over IP number management yep. system.
0: I wrote an ActiveX component on the back of C ball that talked directly to a Lucent soft switch that configured phone numbers directly for. Abbey National was the company, which now Santander at the time, yeah, first ever voice over IP product. And like, so for me, you, so you remember the same experience. Yeah. That was like peak learning. It's like, how do we learn this as quickly as possible? Let's go. And I, I loved it because, as I say, creativity, curiosity and learning, learning is a creative act, regardless if learning is about memorizing something which lots of people think that's what learning is but it's also about experimenting right it's about creating new knowledge it's about understanding the world around you and figuring out how to how to do that so my, for the last 3 years i literally have been exploring the concept of learning to learn and i came across this concept maybe 2015 2016 and when i came across it all of the stuff that I'd done in the world of agile, design thinking, lean, it all made so much more sense when I came across this this concept of learning to learn. And I read a book by a guy called Benedict Carey, which was How We Learn. And it started looking at actually the chemical processes that happen in the brain, how do synapses work, like what do neurons do? How does it all hang together? What's going on in your prefrontal cortex? what's happening in your neocortex? And I have gone to town on that whole topic to the point where I felt like it is essential that everyone learns how they best learn. and, and, that's, and that's actually the heart of my new company. So I've been building a digital learning coach which works with teenagers so it's focused on 13 to 18 year olds right now and it guides them through how to become a great learner and because so many of them are having to just go through you know the the exam system there is a lot about how do you memorize like how does your brain work how does your brain work not just how does their brain work and how do you get to the point where you can Optimize your own knowledge acquisition, your own skills acquisition, in a way that means you can get to wherever you want to go. So this is not about learn a curriculum just and then answer a load of tests on it. It could be, but it's much broader than that. And so, yeah that 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 would be my passion. And I just believe everyone needs to learn how to learn.
1: Oh, that sounds phenomenal, Phil. My son's just done his eleven plus, and he's probably a little bit too young for that particular platform, but I'd be really curious to know, like, what is some of the thinking there? Could you give us some examples of how the platform would help, say, somebody in that age range to okay. figure out what's their best learning style and, and what are those learning styles? Are they these traditional concepts where we say some people are more visual, some people are more kinesthetic? Tell us more about
0: it. So there is So there is some of that. There is like, you know, some people are more visual. You do all your drawing and creative, you know, visualization thing. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about our brain is we are wired for visuals, right? Most of the time, 60% of your brain is actually focused on processing visual cues. So if you were ever feeling overwhelmed, close your eyes. Just close your eyes. It actually calms the brain because most of the time your brain is processing visuals right now so by knowing that you can actually take someone who says i'm not a visual learner and you can go well actually still a load of your processing power in your brain is for visuals so let's figure out how we can use that so how they use the platform we do like a daily piece of coaching wisdom so we'll just seed a little idea it might be around motivation it could be around mindset But a lot of what we do is around meta skills and we use the meta skills of learning as the, as, as the core thing. And, but it could be like self-discipline learning, but it might also be about how does my memory work or how do I get the most out of this visual system or the movement system is also such a core part of your brain. But, but the interesting thing is, is the more of your brain you can use in a deliberate way, the more likely you are to remember something. So one of the challenges at school is when kids are told to sit down and shut up and do their own independent learning, right? Because all of a sudden you don't use the neurons associated with your lips and movement because you're sat. You don't activate the neurons in your ears because you're not, nobody's saying anything. You don't, so all of a sudden, just by talking something out loud, just you learn differently and you activate different neural networks. And so kids don't know this stuff. Actually, adults don't often know this stuff. And there's a really interesting recent study, which was an AI was learning. And this AI had been designed to do lay tables, you know, really silver service, very complex table laying and they threw in a spanner into this situation and they said, they made a rule that didn't make any sense to the robot. And they put it into two modes, one mode where they couldn't verbalize what was going on and another mode where they could verbalize. The mode where the robot was able to verbalize, they made better choices. The road, (laughs) when they did it without verbalizing, they actually couldn't solve the problem. It's so fascinating that even with artificial intelligence and machine learning, the act of trying to talk to more neurons at the same time made a difference. And I think, you know, by giving tips and tricks, you know, like, have you come across the memory palace? No. You know, like Sherlock Holmes, when he'll talk like, he'll go into his memory oh. palace. So this idea is really powerful because... We have visual systems in our brain, but also location is is really encoded in your brain. Like I could literally say to anyone now, think about your bedroom when you were a kid, right? You've now got a picture of that in your head. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now think about the front door of your house, walk through that front door, walk up the stairs if you have stairs, you know, go in the kitchen and you've now have a whole visual going on in your mind. That is combination or location, which is really well encoded in your brain, and visuals. Now, if you know how to then build upon that stuff, you can actually memorise other things. And the key thing about memory and learning is you have to build on things you already know. So, so many kids struggle because they missed out a piece of maths, and then all of a sudden they're doing algebra, and they're like, this makes no sense because they're not building on something they already know. But if you take something that kids are interested in and they know something about and you build upon top of that, it's firm foundation. So even in a silly way, by building on stuff that, you know, like your home, <laughs> your household, you can actually create new memories in a much more stable and robust way that are easier to access down the line. So I am very passionate about, you know, that side of learning. But then there's the creative side of learning, which is, how do I experiment? Like, how do I push the boundary? How do I bring all of this together? And that's where kind of that curiosity, creativity and learning all come together. And I think we need to kind of really boost this in our schools. And one of the things that I don't, I don't know if you've ever come across, but there have been studies on learning to learn. And when learning to learn programs are well run in schools, they actually raise average grades by over one whole grade. So, you know, in the GCSE system now, we have a one-to-nine system. Mm -hmm. You can go from a six to seven just by learning to learn. Wow. But the really interesting thing here is for people who are the least well-resourced in our society, so those on free school meals, they actually raise by over 20%. That's two whole grades. Now, according to the UK's own statistics, you earn 23,000 pounds more for every grade you go up in a lifetime so if you take 10 GCSEs and you can grow grow by one average that's nearly quarter of a million quid over a lifetime if you can do it by two and these are the most un- underprivileged kids it's half a million quid over a lifetime and this is significant money and the investment in this is still, actually, it reminds me of the early days of Agile, where people are resisting it. Like, it's not a good idea. This is not the thing to focus on. But actually, as you chip away at these, like, I, I believe learning to learn programs are going to go through a similar life cycle and we're going to see the adoption of it. And one of the reasons why I started building Mirror, which is the learning coach, is because I want everyone to be able to get access to that learning to learn. So there's the free version that anybody can use, you know, there'll be a premium version as well, because we do need to, you know, create an economic model. But like, it's such an important lesson. And I think you can see I'm pretty passionate about it.
1: Hi, folks. Sorry for the quick interruption, but before we continue with this awesome episode, I have a huge favour to ask. If you're enjoying these conversations and you're finding it's giving you value in your daily challenges, then I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave a short review and subscribe to whichever platform you're either watching or listening to this episode on. That's it. Let's get back into the episode. Wow. Your passion is just oozing out, Phil. I've never seen you so passionate about something because I think in the past, when it's other people's stuff, you can get excited about things to a certain extent, but this is your baby and you're really driving this. So from my perspective, it sounds like you're doing some phenomenal work with the platform and I will post a link in the show notes as well so people can get access to it and, and go check it out. But could you leave us with some of your favorite resources if people are curious to know more about learning to learn and you mentioned a a book there as well are there other resources that people can check out if they want to know more
0: i i do have a few books party actually i wasn't i didn't know you were going to ask me that but this book so the 99 studies um that every teacher should know is fascinating right it's jam-packed full of good techniques to help kids to help to help adults on kind of you know the the ingredients of learning so that's one i would say what was that called Uh, again
1: phil just for
0: anyone yeah so this is the science of learning 99 studies that every teacher needs to know it's very good another one might be limitless by a guy called jim quick it's again it's very good it's jam-packed full of knowledge but then probably the most prolific learning to learner at the moment is a lady called Barbara Oakley. She has a number of books on the topic and she's actually been writing for teachers so that they can integrate it into their own classrooms. This one was a mind for numbers. It's specifically for maths and science and, you know, lots of people have challenges with maths and science, but it's, it it introduces you to brain science. It introduces you to kind of like how you might think about it. And it's jam packed full of tips and tricks on how to how to learn things that maybe some kids struggle with the more abstract concepts. And the reason why I have all of these books is because we are distilling all of that wisdom into five-minute bite-sized chunks so kids can consume it at their own pace as well because it's so full of wisdom, but the likelihood of kids reading, you know, hundreds of books is is quite low so we're trying to package it up in a way where they can get access in a on a phone in a format that they're probably more used to but in a way that they they can apply to their lives on a daily basis
1: oh fantastic i think i need that last book because i'm hopeless at maths so i might i might be buying that one straight after this particular (laughs) episode (laughs) phil it's been a pleasure as always and i really appreciate all of your insights. I think it certainly opened up a lot of new doors in my mind that I need to explore. And, and actually, in a way, things that I thought or I took for granted, like who, who would have ever helped someone learn to learn? You think it should be just yeah. a natural thing that we all do. But actually, yeah. I see the value in what you're doing. So thank you so much for that. Last word from you before we wrap up.
0: Yeah, like, uh, actually, you know, there's a few great uh, quotes in these books. And, you know, some people walk around thinking they're not good learners. Some people think, walk around going, they don't have a good memory. Some people walk around thinking I'm not a maths person. And, and the thing that I love about all of this is actually, you just haven't been shown how to do it. And so, so for me, there is a knowledge acquisition that is intensely personal to you. That would be different to what it is for me. And we do have to help our next generation and, and ourselves figure out what works for us best. And I really believe in this idea of self-determination and the development of your own self-belief and your own self-efficacy is the technical term. And I think it really comes down to just figuring out how this piece of gray matter in your, in your head works and, and, and it helps you get to wherever you want to go. There you have it, folks. It's the end of another insightful episode.
1: And as always, thank you so much for sticking around to listen to this episode and for helping support me and encouraging me to create more content for you guys. If you'd like to get in touch with me directly, you'll find my email address in the show notes or equally head over to the website and click on the contact link. And I promise I will respond to every single message I receive I'm always looking for your feedback, so if you'd like me to change things up or improve things, I would love your opinions. If there are topics that you would like us to do future episodes on, or there are other great speakers that you are aware of, then please do mention them, and uh, we'll see if we can make it happen. Thank you once again.